Man, it is a good time of the year. Good time to be a sports fan in West Tennessee. Tell you what, folks. I mean, we've got some big time basketball taking place. Basketball season's rolling around not too long ago the other day in the city of Jackson. Hub City Central Stadium and Arena over by Omen Arena. Man, that's going to be an awesome complex. That ground broke not too long ago. Uh, But, of course, as my good friend Jordan Taylor would say, hold on, Alex. We still got playoff football going on. And some big, big big-time matchups taking place all over West Tennessee. One of the biggest taking place this weekend in Class 2A, which is why I have the Pleasure of being joined by the Decatur County Riverside head football coach, Mr. Johnny Frost, as the Panthers get ready to take on the Huntington Mustangs in what is expected to be just an absolute grudge match, as it always is. Coach, first off, thanks for joining the show this morning. And also, just how fired up is uh, Decatur County heading into this contest? Well, thanks for having me, man. This is this is really cool to be able to get on here and to to talk about our kids and our community and the things that we got going on here. But uh, it's madness. Um, uh, I, I can't can't begin to tell you how many times my phone uh, beeps and rings. And matter of fact, uh, right as you started the the segment, I, my phone started vibrating. I looked down and um, got a coach calling me. So I've always got somebody calling me for something or wanting to talk about this or that. But uh, man, I, I can't complain. It's fun and uh, exciting to be a part of, and uh, we're ready to roll. Oh, I bet. I bet. And I know firsthand, obviously, you know, that's, that's just a, a community that just loves what you guys do on Fridays. Uh, it's a fantastic atmosphere. Um, Coach, before we – we're, we're going to get into the matchup. Obviously, that that is big-time news, Riverside-Huntington. It was a collision course just kind of waiting to happen in the postseason uh, in Class 2A. Uh, but let's, let's get to know you a little bit first. Um, walk me through your coaching journey, um, you know, maybe from – early years to now where you know you're you're heading the program over at Riverside well if you want to go back real early I first Let's graduated, do it. yeah first graduated in college and went to went to uh, back to East Tennessee where I'm from uh, and uh, was a coach, coaching some track in East Tennessee and then uh, moved with some some situations where my wife could get out of college a little bit quicker and back at Middle Tennessee from where we had been before to getting out at UT from transferring and different things like that, as far as losing credits, gaining credits, we decided to move back to Middle Tennessee and I got a job coaching at Smyrna Middle and I was the head football coach there for a couple of years. And then from that point on, moved forward to being assistant at Cascade High School with Kenny Parker, uh, ind- great individual, wonderful coach, man. Uh, learned a lot from him on on uh, how to manage this game. Um, and. From there, I took on a, the daunting task of starting a program from scratch, which was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I started the, the program at Community High School. Uh, I, you know, people will say, was that not terrible? No, it was not terrible. It was something that really, you know, helps you as a coach to be able to be in those situations and, and do the things that you had to do there to build a program, to get it started, and to try to put it on the, the right path to moving forward to success. And I uh, stayed there about 10 years, and then uh, one of my best friends, took the head coach job at Moore County. I decided it was, you know, time to be the assistant coach I always wanted to be. So I stepped down from being the head coach and went to coach at Moore County for a couple of years. And then uh, the good Lord stepped in and uh, somehow ended up back here in Decatur County where my wife's from. So uh, her being from here and being a familiar place and, you know, we put in for the job and uh, 
they interviewed us, we talked to them, and man, ever since then, it's been a, a wonderful ride. I've, you know, been surrounded by, you know, family and friends and uh, put together an incredible coaching staff of guys that are from this area and some of my family too. And it's just uh, been crazy how it's all lined up. It was definitely a God thing that put us here to do this. Uh, and we've been excited. So um, there you have the kind of the background on, you know, how I started my coaching career and how I went from being a, a middle school track coach all the way up to, a, you know, the head high school coach here at, at Riverside and uh, being able to uh, get this program moving forward. Quite the journey, quite the resume, Coach, and uh, you mentioned it. Um, of course, anytime there's some sort of cool family aspect in the war of local athletics, I, I, I love it, and, and I want to want to touch on it. Uh, first, I know you had the opportunity not too long ago um, to coach your son. Uh, just kind of walk us through that experience and, and kind of give us an update on, on where he's at now. Um, you know, it's always one of those things you have to be able as a as a as a human being to learn to separate uh, when you have, you know, your, your kids on the team that you're coaching. And, you know, it's, it's coach, it's coach Frost at school and on the field. And when you get in the vehicle to go to the house or get into the house, you know, it's, it's uh, your dad again. And you kind of, we kind of would leave football behind and do that. I, I was able to coach both my kids, which is really cool. Uh, Stone did an excellent job here at Riverside as a coach. And I'm mean, as a uh, uh, quarterback and as a safety, um, he's been playing at MTSU for the last few years. Uh, matter of fact, um, this 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 year, early on, a couple of weeks before the season started, um, they were doing some drills on a uh, punt team, and uh, he stopped and planted to cut to to redirect to tackle the tackle wheel from the drill they were using for filling their lanes on on uh, on the punt team, and he blew his um, ACL out and lateral meniscus, and uh, so he's been he's been down and out a little bit from that, but uh, he's been rehabbing like nobody's business. He's got one year of eligibility left, and uh, He's looking forward to, to being able to get healed up and uh, get back out there. But uh, anytime he gets a chance to come home or, or watch watch the game or call dad and give him a little bit of uh, input and insight, he, he likes to do that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, also, um, walk us through a, a cool scenario. Now, this is an, an individual that that I've been able to know for several years. He was my, uh, my PE t- teacher at Trinity. Uh, he was my middle school football coach. He was a baseball coach over there as well. Uh, coach Eric Quinn actually related to you, your brother-in-law. Tell us that whole dynamic and what it's been like being one just on staff with him. Cause well, I, know, you know, I know, I know it's taxing. I know it's taxing. Well, I mean, of course, this, this year, this year, this year he's not helping us. And, uh, yeah. that's, that's something that, that, you know, uh, happened and those things go, go around and happen, but, uh, incredible, incredible mind, uh, Excellent yeah. as far as when it comes to the, and you know as well, you I mean you were there with him. Uh, when it comes to offense and knowing what's going on, be able to break break film down and be able to, um, you know, pick teams apart. Did an incredible job doing that. A uh, really good guy, good man, and uh, somebody that we enjoyed, you know, being with us and having us there when he was here. Yeah, definitely. Which he's um, still here. He's coaching baseball, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know he's I know he's still involved. I know he just you know he was with the with the football program uh, for a little bit. Um, just a, just a cool dynamic. So uh, who? Who joined the family first? Did did you marry into his family, or, or vice versa, or how how did that work? As what I'm not sure exactly what you're asking there. Is it is it? He's your brother-in-law. Well, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I got. You. I'm married to his sister. 
You're married to his sister. Gotcha. Yes. Didn't yes. that? Did he like you know when you start courting his sister? Did he you know give you give you the rundown? You know, sit on the front porch with a shotgun and all that all that good stuff. He was, he was still in high school when I was when I was going out with his sister and and when we got married, we used to come. Matter of fact, watch him play high school football and, and baseball yeah. and basketball games. So uh, that was kind of a weird thing uh, in a yeah. sense, you know. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool dynamic and uh, able to be able to watch somebody not only just grow up as a young person, but, you know, grow as an adult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I I, I joke around, but I mean, y'all have such a cool dynamic over there. Uh, you know, I've, I've known Coach Quinn for a while. Uh, fortunately, he was able to, you know, introduce me to, to you over at Riverside as well. And you just, it's just a, a really, really cool atmosphere. Um, again, just any anytime you can you can mix family with athletics, man, it's it's a really, really cool thing. Um, let's let's take a little bit of a turn into talking some more football coach and Last year specifically, very successful year for you guys. Um, you guys have been successful for several years, uh, but you make the run to the state title game. Um, just an incredible year for the Riverside football program. I know a lot of people remember it and remember a lot of the guys involved. As a coach, what did you learn from that experience um, and, and kind of how has that translated into the hunger that you guys have come into this season with? Wow, that's a really good question. Uh, you, I, I really personally feel you have to approach every season with the hunger that you want to get to that to that point. You want to be the state champ. You want to do whatever it takes to, and and work hard and make the choice to to do strength and conditioning in the off season. To work hard each week uh, in the summer to be able to come out in the fall and 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 practice like nobody's business and choose to do things at a high level. And if you do that, then you know the successful will be able to follow. But you learn how to manage the kids a little differently, knowing that you've got a long season if you're able to to do what you're doing. Um, you have to be able to be stern and, and be disciplined, but also be able to relax and have a good time and enjoy yourself and laugh and cut up with the kids and not, you know, not be, you know, so businesslike all the time. And uh, when you start having a little extra pressure on you, when you start getting into situations where you're making deep runs in the quarterfinals and semifinals, and then you're getting to the state championship game, uh, People tend to tense up a little bit, and I'm I'm kind of a guy that's a little bit of fun loving, and the coach my coaching staff will tell you otherwise sometimes, and I get I get get uptight too. But I mean that's the nature of the beast. Uh, but you learn how how to manage the situation. Um, I fully feel you know uh, if we ever are able to make it back, if we're blessed enough to do that, that um, we might have a little bit different approach to how we do things when we go because your first time you really don't you know know what to expect i had some wonderful people around me that had had been before uh, michael harris our trainer had been with other schools you know coach quinn had been with trinity uh the, the the stuff that they said that were able to help us you know not get in a freak out mode because you've never been there before was really helpful so uh, this year we've kind of approached it in, in in a little different manner in a sense that um, you know, we know what to expect. We know what you got to do. You know how you have to work. You know the things that, that you need to be successful to get there. So uh, it really helped, I think, lay a map for this year and this season, how the kids would approach it. Uh, the kids are a lot smarter than you think they are. You know, they, they know what's going on. They know the magnification of, of things, and they know how hard they've got to work to be able to do it. So uh, it's been a neat process to be able to, to get there and um, winning it, not winning it was very disappointing, but it was also very good in a sense because it, it fuels that fire. It allows you to be more hungry and it teaches you the, the different way to approach about uh, how you, um, how you are ready yourself to be able to get there again. Definitely big picture. Now looking at everything you just talked about 
last season, several seasons before, because I mean, honestly, as, as long as I can remember, um, regardless of, of the playoff run, whatever you mentioned Riverside football, and there's a lot of success that that is tied to that name and what you guys have been able to accomplish in, in recent years, um, you know, competing for, for district and region titles, uh, constantly i find it very fascinating because and you're not the only one but just kind of talk about the element of the the small town feel and how you just take that and still find success and compete with with bigger schools and bigger areas uh, i know you've mentioned in the past you know you kind of you guys are, are really uh, a unique situation because you're kind of off in no man's land. You know, you got Decatur County. It's just, you know, you're not in Nashville, but you're, you're not in the Jackson Memphis area. And, you know, sometimes people overlook that, that little pocket, but man, do you guys turn out football players? Like it's nobody's business. So how, how do you guys do that? What is the embodiment that, that, you know, you, you find these athletes, you mold them. Talk about just the culture that goes into creating successful teams year after year after year, despite being just in this small little area in West Tennessee? Well, I mean, you're kind of locked in your own bubble here. And you have, you realize that um, you, you have to play the cards that are dealt and you have the kids that, you know, come in on the school bus, you know, plain and simple. You don't have any mother schools. We have two elementary schools and one middle school and, and one high school. Uh, and, it, and for the most part, you know, it's it's your blue collar, hardworking type of families, um, uh, you know, God fearing families who want to do the exactly what's best to to for their kids to help them be successful. And uh, football seems to be that kind of outlet, you know, and then once you once you've established that and the kids come in, they have to understand that. Um, like what their parents have done in the past, that they have to, to use this hard work for football in order to help better them down the road in life. And that's the whole goal is as a football coach, you know, you want to win the games, you want people to be good, but you also want to be able to develop these kids to understand that no matter what you do and how you do it, you've got to work hard and throw everything that you got at it. If you, you want to have that success. Uh, and it's, it's a great community for that. The people here believe that they kind of live that. Um, so when you want you get kids on board for that, then the development of the kids is what comes next. And you have to be able to, you know, push them in the weight room, push them and to be in condition, explain to them, tell them in today's society, you know, Alex, it's kind of weird kids, you know, back when, when, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, because I said, so do it because I said, so that's kind of what you got from your coaches, your parents. That's what I said, you know, kids nowadays, you know, they have this instant, instant gratification because they have this phone and social media, they can look answer to anything up. And so when they, when you have them do something, they want to know why I'm doing this. Why is this certain lift that we're doing? Why is this certain type of condition we're doing? What's what's it going to do? What's it going to make me? How's it going to make me better? Um, and you have to do that nowadays to kids and explain to them and let them know. And then once they begin to see it and feel it and see it happen, then, you know, then they begin to becomes a standard, I guess, that people just continue to live up to. Um, and we come in here, you know, about eight years ago and, and try to do that. And uh, it's worked so far. The, the kids, I, I tell people all the time, each year I turn the I turn the offseason condition up a notch and the kids just come in and do it because they don't know that any different. You know, they, they just know that they're supposed to come in and do the kinds of things that, that you want to do. And if they do those things, then, you know, they can be successful not only in football, but they can be successful down the road in life. Man, that was awesome. Man, that, that, that pumped me up right there, man. That's, that's you know, that's just, adaptability, that's, man. Adaptability. That's, that's fantastic. If you don't, if you, don't you, you, you that's a recipe for disaster, so to speak, nowadays. 
That's true. That's true. You got to. Um, well, let's talk about Friday night. Let's get into the nitty gritty, Coach. Uh, you guys, Huntington, nothing new here. You guys know each other. They know you. Uh, let's first talk about, you know, because I'm like you. I'm, I'm all about highlighting the kids. Um, walk me through just some guys that uh, this whole season uh, have really stood out for you and maybe even some guys that you're going to lean on um, on Friday night. <laughs> I mean, I, can I list the roster off for people? Go for it. Yeah, just, you know, the people that have stood out for me, you know. Yeah, and, and you, I say that in a sense because – I'm one of those guys that believes that that you know you you beat your who beats Riverside Riverside beats Riverside is the way you look at it because yeah. you have to practice in such a way that your scout teams are playing as hard as they can to give you the look of what's going to happen on Friday night and if you if your scout team can play harder than the team you're going to play you can be successful and and that's the type the type of you know the way you look at it so you know when you start talking about kids that are making a difference. Man, it, it's it's it, the list is 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 huge. Now you start looking at the kids that are getting all the attention, you know, um, you know, for looks and things in college like that. That's that's a different story. That's the kids that that go out and are a little more maybe dynamic than others. You know, you you got Stone Wallace, of course, who's a you know a Mr. Football semifinalist, and of course Desmond Thomas, who was a preseason, um, you know, Mr. Football semifinalist, and unfortunately, uh, you know, had some injuries and and you know, kind of was very limited and missed. Uh, two or three games, you know. So um, you got Jagger Couples, who is one of the most, probably the best athlete on the team and the most dynamic guy, and broke his hand early on and missed three or four games. Had to play at the club on some, and we weren't able to use him on offense when he had the club. He could only play defense, you know. You got an offensive line that across the front. You got Josh Crawley, Ty Hernandez, uh, Weston Dixon, uh, Jib Graves, and Miles Piercy. Who, um, I mean, man, you're talking about a bunch of selfless guys that just decide I'm going to block as hard as I can and just see what happens. And when you're doing that for, you know, two, five, then <laughs> good things can, can, can go down, you know? So there's so many different people that, you know, that you, you miss, you got uh, Parker Wilkes, who's been a starter at safety for four years now, you know, two of the, two of the, two of the uh, four years already, he's been an all state defensive back. I mean, you get guys like that, that can be your running back to fill in for Daisy and give him a break or play your slot receiver. Make sure you get your defensive backs lined up and people in the right coverage. I mean, those are such invaluable things that it's it's hard to uh, to to not mention those guys specifically by name. So um, that that's just a few that comes to mind. You know, uh, we got Aiden Creasy, who's our tight end. You know, he leads us in receptions and and uh, yards, and he, he can block too. You know, so I mean, there's there's things like that that you think, wow, you know, um, these kids get it and they they understand what you have to do to, to be successful. And uh, it's, it's an incredible roster. I'm sure I could go on and on and, and, and uh, rant about more of them. And I'm sorry if they hear this and I didn't mention their name because I tell our kids all the time, every single person, uh, coach and player on this team is valuable. You have value and, and you are putting something towards this team to help us make us, make us successful. Definitely, definitely. It's team sport all the way around, and uh, you guys got some dudes. On the other side, man, they got some dudes as well. It's no secret. Um, looking at the matchup, um, we can just get a, just a, a brief little synopsis here. Um, some keys for you guys to be successful. Uh, you know what they're going to do. It, it's going to be at Huntington. Um, you're going into to that kind of environment, but, again, you're no stranger to, to winning and being successful on the road. Just, just from a overview, Coach, Again, just your your keys to a a Riverside successful evening. Oh well, it always starts offensively and defensively, both with your eyes. 
you've got to have your eyes in the right spot. You can't block the right people if you don't. You can't, you know, stop the the defense. Uh, the defense can't stop the offense if you don't. You know, um, Huntington has a lot of movement in their plays, and they got guys going one way, guys going another way, running backs going one way, quarterback going another way, and it's just one of those things you have to be a disciplined, you know, person. They've got incredible talent. They got, you know, kids that play hard. I mean, it's probably the I, well, there's no probably to it. They're the hardest playing freaking football team that we played all year. Yeah, you know, last time, and we know what's going to be this time too, and that's. That's that's just how it is, you know. They're they're that way. They have that um, mystique about them, and that's always been that way. You know, when you go back and look at the history of of Huntington Athletics, um, so being able to keep your eyes in the right spot, I guess, would be the most important thing on offense and defense to to help you be successful. And then once again, choosing to play harder, longer than they want to, and that's going to be a daunting task because, uh, you know, uh, Eric Swenson's an incredible coach. And a little side note. Um, we're both from East Tennessee. He's from Harriman and I'm from Lenore City. And uh, we grew up playing little league football against each other from the time we were five years old all the way through high school. So uh, there, yeah. there's not – we don't have just this little coaching, you know, rivalry thing. That stuff went way Oh, it back. goes back. It's deep. Yeah, it goes way back. Of course, yeah. we really didn't know each other well then because we were from different towns. But we, we do know that we played against each other for, you know, our entire life growing up. So that was kind of a, a little cool extra twist that goes to the thing. But – you know, he's, he's a good man and he does an incredible job over with those kids. And, uh, you know, um, you, you almost have to be willing to out Huntington, Huntington, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. If you follow West Tennessee football long enough, you know exactly what that phrase means, man. I've been, I've been told those, those East Tennessee guys are just built different, aren't they? We're a little crazy. Maybe, you know, you, you got the mountain, <laughs> you know, got a little bit of the mountain in us. Of course, ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Man, it's going to be a fun matchup against Riverside and Huntington in Class 2A. It all comes down to this, folks. I mean, if you if you haven't already got your ticket to that game, um, good luck because you're going to probably have to park in McKenzie and walk all the way over to Huntington because that <laughs> place is going early, to be packed. I know yeah. it. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Coach, man, I, I really appreciate your time. Always good to, good to chat and catch up with you. Um, and, again, best of luck on Friday night. Thank you very much. And once again, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and what you do for West Tennessee football, man. Sometimes we feel like we're on an island and uh, you, you do a great job, you know, getting it out there, not just in West Tennessee, but, you know, all over the state. And uh, anytime that, you know, we can talk not just about our kids and our community and, and how we feel and, and how proud we are of them and, and what they're doing, but other teams in West Tennessee, you know, being able to represent this side of the state. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully one of us will be able to get over there in Chattanooga and do some damage this year. That's right. That's the plan. That's what it's all about. He's head coach Johnny Frost of the Riverside Panthers. Going to wrap up another episode of the Alex Northcutt Show. Next week, you know what? We're going to take a break. It's Thanksgiving. Everyone relax. Enjoy time with your family. We'll be back the week after that with another episode as we wrap things up here in the Forever Communication Studio in Jackson. Again, Riverside, Huntington, Friday night kickoff at 7 p.m. If you want to catch more of the Alex Northcutt Show, you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Alex Northcutt, or just go to any of our platforms, sports731.com, radio731.com, or anywhere you listen to your podcast.